Welcome back to another race weekend, Canada's F1 podcast. My name is Dames Nellis, joined by team manager for Pro Racing Ontario, Daryl Timmers. Hello, sir. Hello. How, How are you? you? I'm, I'm, how are you? I'm, I'm, I'm great. <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. leading into the big uh, MRFKC weekends, came off a strong Mika weekend, so I'm um, pretty happy. You know? For those of you that don't know, he's talking kart racing. He's a team manager. If you're trying to get on track and you're in and around the GTA, be sure to hit Daryl up on social media or just uh, go online and search up Mostport Karting Center, and Daryl will be sure to get you out on track. Before we talk F1, we want to send a big shout-out and belated happy Mother's Day yes. to all of the mothers in our lives. You know, we were racing yesterday. I was just saying, Hi, Mom. your mom was there, yeah. my mom was there, yeah. your wife was there, my wife was there. Yeah. Your mom, like, we had everyone we there. We had everyone there. Giving you know, roses out left, right, yeah, and center. Yeah, <laughs> and it gets difficult when you're racing or yeah. you're coaching or you're, you're just busy working and yeah. all that, so... One more time to uh, all the mothers out there who are also F1 fans tuning into this. Happy Mother's Day. We hope you enjoyed the day. And with that being said, the first Miami Grand Prix is in the books. Daryl Timmers, what did you think of the event? Honestly, wow. Like the, the venue, the whole atmosphere just seemed unreal. Like uh, I wish I was there, to be honest. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I had all. a couple <laughs> friends there and it was just every everything that they post about it was a really cool put well put together event i think the the lineup of celebrities the lineup of people that were there just the atmosphere alone just having you know being in the presence of a, of of such a, a historic race that's or historic new race i should say um it, it definitely uh upped the uh, ante for everyone else to, to host a race now and um, yeah, there was obviously some growing pains throughout the weekend and, uh, you know, leading up to the race, but I think if they can perfect this location, it's going to be one of the biggest races of the year. That's one thing about America. America does it big, yeah. big, yeah. like they had a party that they streamed on YouTube before like Thursday night. Yeah. And then, you know, it's Miami. Yeah. The vibe was there. It's hot. Look at this. The update is in progress. Oh. Okay. All okay. Right. All right. Okay, All Bezos. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. So we'll let that go there. Don't worry <laughs> about that. Um, but yeah, overall, I would say it was it was a smash event. I don't know if the race lived up to the rest yeah. of the weekend, but it got me thinking, like, is this is this the initial phases of F1 turning into WWE because it's like you got all this big hoopla yeah. and then in the end you know who's going to yeah, win. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I think it, this is definitely a great step for for North America and F1. Uh, it showed that the fan base is there. It was it was sold out crowd. Um, there was unbelievable amount of support for uh, for the whole series, the support races, everything, and it was just a really good vibe from the whole all the uh, spectators and everything around there. So I think yeah, this this could be. This could be the start of something really, really big in North America, and, and it kind of, you know, put a stamp on why there are three races in the in the states in 2023. You know, if if this is the fan base and this is how many people are going to be attending the races, and you know, a bunch of the other races can't even get half the amount of um, attendance or attendees, uh, you know, this is kind of why you know the new owners have have seen the market and they're capitalized on it there's a few things working in its favor obviously the owners are american yeah uh, their entertainment company the netflix series which yep. was renewed for season five and six and six yeah that's growing the sport exponentially like there's no real data on it but yeah. you can tell oh you everyone you can, can tell. tell because you know when you think about the races you think from a purist level you mm -hmm. and i you know we we enjoy the sport we know the sport but then there's all these fans on the periphery who are just kind of getting in yeah. because they realize the drama yeah. and it's interest them and it's peaked interest so yeah. all of these things 
accompanied with the race, whether that be the uh, the concerts, mm -hmm. whether that be the guests in attendance, yeah. because that celebrity list was long. Yeah. Was oh, wild. my goodness. Yeah. And then you talk about Miami. You know, the next one is going to be Vegas, which is going to be probably even crazier. Yeah. A night race through the streets <laughs> of Vegas. Vegas is Vegas already. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, I was watching this with one question and one question in mind only. Canada, we have the, uh, the Grand Prix in Montreal. Yep. Um, could Toronto host an F1 event? I think they could. Obviously, the structure needs to be uh, kind of built up a little bit more. Downtown roads, stuff like that. Kind of like, you know, that, that track that they had there this weekend was pretty much paved the entire way brand new. Um, so to do something like that in Toronto is definitely doable. It's just going to take a good amount of infrastructure and, and money to, to kind of prep something like that where, um, you know, it, down by the, the Indy track right now, um, it could definitely be uh, retrofitted into an F1 track to make it a little bit longer because the Lakeshore is a long street. Um, you know, you can still get into exhibition. There is a bunch of other, tra other track layouts that can be uh, brought up. Um, I think it was back in the 70s that they... 70s or 60s they they tried to do the race in downtown toronto and it was projected before it was moved to montreal mm -hmm. so um you know there, there's there's definitely a possibility of it happening you never know um i think it would be a great thing for canada to have it in the city of toronto you know we, we already have a, a, a race fan base with the indycar atmosphere and i think like you said with everything happening with uh, drive to survive uh the, the audience I know around me anyways, like just with my family and friends alone has, has, has increased substantially. So I think, um, it, it, you know, I think it's possible. I think we, if we, maybe if we started a petition, we can get it going. You know what? <laughs> we don't even need to do all of that. I'm going to give you the straight goods right here and then we'll move on to yeah. the actual race. F1 is one post or tweet or social media, yeah. anything away from coming to Toronto, and it's Drake. Yeah. As soon as Drake jumps on and he goes, yo, I'm watching this, or yo, this is going like yeah. this, that's when we'll get it. But hey, man. Drake. Uh, yeah, Drake, come on now. Let, let's do start, this, man. Start, oh, sorry. Start, t start tweeting. Start tweeting. Do whatever. Can't Your champagne poppy. They serve champagne on the podium. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> you, you can be the host. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, speaking of podiums, we're looking at it. We're looking at Verstappen P1. Leclerc, P2, and Carlos Sainz, P3. Out of the three of them, mm -hmm. this weekend made the imp the biggest impact on who? I think Carlos needed that. I really do. Um, he's had such a rough go for the last two races, and he needed this. He needed to bounce back. He needed to show the team that, you know, these small errors that have been happening in the last couple of races were just hiccups. You know? Even this weekend. Yeah. He parked it in the barrier. He did, he he was, did but know? a lot of people parked it in the barrier this weekend. Yeah, that's yeah, true. <laughs> Everyone, you know prayers up to him because from what we were, he was saying in the post-conference you know his neck is still a little bit sore and i think akon who also yeah. put it off in the same area was going through some physical stuff too yeah. so you know but uh for him to bounce back and and show that the show the team why he's the number i guess number two at this point driver um you know and why they extended his contract and why all those answered those unanswered questions are answered now to say look he's on the podium he he held perez off that entire race he didn't uh, you know, he didn't have the idea. He wasn't in the ideal situation to hold off Perez when that restart happened. Right. And he, he did it. He did what he needed to do and he kept them behind. And it shows why he's such a, a great F1 driver. Can we talk corner one move from Verstappen over signs, though? Yeah. Was... I, I think it was like a combination <laughs> of Verstappen being Verstappen and going like, I'm going in. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and signs was like, oh, I'm just going to go home. Wow. Max is there. And 
I don't know. I think uh, it was know, a hell of a move. It was a like, hell of a move. Let's be honest. It was a hell of a move. When they showed the onboard replays, it wasn't like Science got a bad start. No, he did. He got it. a good start. It wasn't yeah. a great start. It wasn't yeah. a blistering start. Yeah. But it was a solid. It was. P2 start, yeah, you know what I yeah. mean? But Verstappen just hung it out there, man. He, he went in deep into one and hung it around the outside, and I think it kind of caught a, a science off guard, and he just like, okay, well, I got to let this guy go now. And, you know, again, he, he you know, might not have, have protected that P2 going into turn one, but he was able to protect through P3 for the rest of the race, and, yeah, it's good. And it wasn't long after that before Verstappen made the move on Leclerc. Yep. Top end speed of the Red Bull is there. Yes, it is. Got me thinking, got us thinking, you know, what is the counterpunch right now for Ferrari? <sighs> They've got to do something with the straight line speed. They are It seems like they're just concentrating on keeping the car stable in the low speed stuff. And the car is still porpoising. It's it's not like it's it stops. They're just kind of dealing with it and racing with it. And even Leclerc halfway through the, the, the race was like, this car is hard to drive. He still set the fastest lap, but he was like, this is hard to drive. So they're not, a, you know... They are fast, but uh, I think they have to, to figure this the straight line arrow out because even in the DRS, it wasn't like he had much on Max. He was just kind of sitting there like to hold them in DRS. It wasn't like he was gaining on them down the straightaway. And when Max is in their DRS, it looks like he has a set, like an eighth gear or ninth gear pulling down the straightaway, you know? Right, right. So I think, uh, I think right now they need to, to kind of look at the car and be like, okay, we have the low speed stuff sorted out. What can we do to to compensate a little bit more of a high-speed car or a, a straight-line speed car. Because right now, yes, they have the low speed a little bit over Red Bull, but the delta between their low speed over Red Bull and the delta between Red Bull's straight-line speed over Ferrari is is a big, big difference. So, And the other thing about it, too, is what, what I've noticed over the past couple of races, sprint race included, mm-hmm. is, is the wear on the tires. Like yeah. when you have, So we know the Ferrari has engine. The power unit is strong. Yeah. If you look down the grid, all the Ferrari-powered teams yeah. are doing pretty well. Like yeah. Most of them are probably punching above their expectancy yep. at this point. Um, but that porpoising and that bouncing up and down yeah. the straight wears the tire out. And we saw it, you know... Yesterday, they, they came on the radio in Miami Grand Prix, and they were saying, you know, uh, it was Red Bull saying, yeah. look out for the front right. Yeah, uh, it looks like we Claire's. can see where yeah. Now, yeah. So that was almost the opportunity to pounce. Yeah. So if, without them getting to the bottom of that or figuring it out, then they have another problem that they can't yeah. manage the race, no, yeah. no matter where they're at, whether they're in first or second yeah. or tenth. They just won't be able to manage the race. So Yeah, I think if, if Science didn't drop back to P3, it would have been a little bit of a buffer for, for Leclerc to start getting away from uh, Verstappen a little bit more. But because Verstappen kind of you know, had that start, which put him in a great position, and uh, it, it was a, he was able to capitalize on being right behind Leclerc. So I think um, you know, there was a couple of different situations that kind of put them into that. Um, but they, hey, it's racing. You can't just say this is how it's going to happen out of turn one because there's ten or eleven different scenarios that are going to come through, and and you saw this one, and it ended up being Verstappen coming out of P- turn one in P two. Rolls into our next conversation, which is Mercedes. George Russell finishes P five again yeah. this year. Five races hasn't finished outside of yeah. the top five, even though he started twelfth. I thought he had a fantastic race, and it really boiled down to his decision making. Yeah. Uh, he decided, hey, I want to roll the dice here. The yep. team allowed him to roll the dice, and it worked out in his yep. favor. Like, what could we say about George Russell right now? Uh, he's, he's for the situation he's been in all year, he is on fire. Like, he they, certainly is. Like, 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 he, he is showing everyone, like, look, 
this is why I got the seat. It wasn't because I am, I am Total Wolf's my manager. It's not because anything else except I am talented. Yes, I have a lot of, of you know, a lot of things in a, a lot of ducks in a row to make me get that complete package. But in the end, he still has to be talented enough to drive the thing. There's a lot of people that can have all the, you know, everything in a row, but they don't have the talent to prove it. And Russell is showing that now. He's showing that I had the speed. He was 17th or 16th after lap one. Yeah, and they he ended both up dropped in the top down five. quite a bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it just shows, you know, they're, they're, Mercedes is having faith in them because a lot of drivers and a lot of teams, if a team, if a driver says, I'm doing this, and it's not exactly what the team wants to do, they'll, they'll say no. And if George wants to do something, at this point, they're trusting him enough to say, yeah, you want to try that? Let's do that. Well, I liked it a lot because, first off, it kind of shows you that there isn't really any favoritism there. No. And we've been talking over the past however many podcasts. Uh, he should be the number one driver yeah. right now because he's putting most points on the board exactly. for the team. Yep. So I like that. But the second part was I like the willingness of George Russell to give them the piece of information. And Mercedes as a team mm-hmm. say, you know what? We're going to roll the dice a little bit because traditionally... Yep. They've been so dominant for so long, they haven't had to take many risks. But yeah. now that they're out of pocket a little bit, and they're mm-hmm. kind of in no man's land, like they they're just like, stuff. sure, why not? You yeah. know. And in the end, it did work out. I yeah. mean, not for um, Norris and, and Gasly coming together. It might not have happened. But George was like, look, man, let's just wait to see yeah, if a BSC happens. Because what's the worst that can happen? I come mm-hmm. in on the last lap and finish 12, I started 12. Yeah, it doesn't matter in the end. And... and you know, you see it right now with, with Mercedes, even with the radio communications with Lewis. You can see that he, you know, they asked him, what do you want to do, pit or whatever? He's like, you tell me. And it's like, well, Lewis, for so long, you were so confident about overpowering your radio. Mm-hmm. What's happening right now that you're turning back to Bono and being like, hey, no, 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 you tell me what I should do. I don't know what I should do. You can just tell that he's just not, he's not 100% there this year. He's not so confident that he's like, no, I'm doing this. How many times did the team, we're pitting. And he's like, no, I'm not, and stayed out. Or, hey, stay out. And he's like, I'm not staying out, and he would pit. Yeah. Now they're like, he's questioning everything, and I, I just don't, I don't know what it is, but he needs to get his head back in the game. <laughs> or is it just that he's relying on them so much because he thinks they know, like he doesn't, he can't come to grips with the car. So yeah. he's putting the most amount of trust into his engineers. And he, like, yep. there's so many different ways yeah, to look at it. Yeah, to look at it. You know at it. I mean? Yeah, like, I, I agree. It's, it's weird <laughs> to see them, him just, you know, constantly complaining and and you know second guessing himself yeah i i feel like before it was like he would never second guess himself he would have that train of thought in the car and they would say something that would contradict what he wants and he's like nope do this yeah and now it's like the fact that he they asked him what tires like should we pit to 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 do this and he was like well you tell me it's like i've never heard him say that over the radio right he was so he was so kind of lost like you can hear it in his voice he's like i i just i just don't know what to do like uh, you tell me what to do and they're like okay we we say stay out he's like okay yeah and he's the guy who's good at managing the yeah. tires like I, I honestly when i saw that vrs i i me being an outside person looking in and not having 100 percent of the information i was like pit yeah why didn't he come in i then? said pit anyone outside of the top four pit all day long get onto a fresh yeah. softs or mediums or whatever get into yeah. softs you have 15 laps left and then the safety car didn't go until like 10 laps to go pit like what are you doing you have a chance that there might be a full safety car you know that it's half the time that you're going to lose in the pits and pit <laughs> but this has also plagued him yeah if you go back last season yeah last like last race 
I get it. Track position. I mean, in the end, we all know what happened, yeah. and hindsight is always twenty twenty. Yeah. But this goes back to what I was saying with Russell and 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 Mercedes as a team. It's like they're he's willing to yeah. roll the dice, yep. right? Whereas Lewis, like you're saying, he's he just might be so lost that he doesn't know. Yeah. He doesn't even know what cards he has to play. No. Like he's not confident right now. Yeah, he's not confident. He's not. He needs to get it back. He needs to have a good weekend. And to be honest, I did think he had a good weekend. He did. I think yeah. he had a good enough weekend yeah. for what he was given. It's yeah. just. He the caveat finished, was his yeah. teammate finished ahead of him. Again. That's the big thing. As soon as, because uh, they, they made Russell give their spot back after the first pass, but the second pass, it was like, it was going to happen. Yeah. When when Russell was on fresh tires and he's not, it's like, well, you're a sitting duck. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're not going to beat your teammate at this point. And you saw how easy it was for Russell to get around him. And he's not going to battle Russell because Russell's beating him in points. Right. And the team's not going to tell him to stay behind Lewis because Russell's beating them in points. Exactly. So. You're a sitting duck at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. No, you know, in all seriousness, we've talked about George Russell, George Russell every show this year. Yeah. And it just, I didn't have much hopes for him going into the race just because of the car and his yeah. starting position. He still managed to pull it out. So shouts out to him for a great drive. Two other great drives that we noticed. Uh, Alex Albon. Yes. And Lance yeah. Stroll. And Lance Stroll. Canadian. They both had strong weekends. What do you make of that? Um, I think Albon, Albon is just, you know, there's no, like I've always said about being under the Red Bull banner you have so much pressure underneath you you do not perform they will cut you that's mm-hmm. it no other there's no if ands or maybes you do not do not perform they'll cut you that's what happens with albon you know when his first year it was kind of you know a little bit he showed he showed good potential he wasn't really performing like they wanted him to to support max second year it was just like okay you know what sorry man this is it you're done you're out of here and now that he's at williams it's like he has there's no more pressure anymore. There's no pressure for the team to win. There's no pressure for, you know, yes, the team wants to finish in the points. That's really his only pressure. Have a good enough performance to finish in the points. And if they don't, it's like, okay, that was a good try. I mean, two out of five so yeah. far is not bad. Right? Exactly. Like, you know? So he's, he's driving with confidence. He's driving with ease on his mind. And he's just having fun now. You can see when he's driving around and, you know, he's battling guys. He's getting into his own race and he's doing his own thing. And it's coming out on top right now. So... Well, not on top, but, you know, for Williams for them, on for top. For them, yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. So he's doing really well, and you can't take that from him. And uh, he just looks comfortable. Like, he just looks like he's at home. He's smiling again. He's Every weekend you see him now, he's smiling. When he was with Red Bull, it was like Stress. he was so stressed. Stress. He was just, like, yeah, was in his stressed. own little yeah, area, yeah. you know. He, he, he didn't look like this is an Albon that if I was a friend of Albon, that I would be like, yeah, look, he's back now, right? Yeah, if, yeah. If I knew Albon from Red Bull days, I like, would have thought, who is, who this, is this guy? guy? Yeah. yeah, and then now it looks like he just smiles, he's laughing, he's walking around the pits, just Dying enjoying life. Yeah, exactly, doing Not fun that things. I have any to die, but hey, man. <laughs> uh, stroll, stroll, stroll. Uh, we've said it before. We've defended him, yeah, and then we've also been pretty tough on him because he's done some some stupidness from time yeah. to time. Uh, in all seriousness, <laughs> but we give credit where credit is due. We're Canada's F1 podcast. We love to yeah. discuss our Canadians in, in good lights, of course. Uh, you put it, Pete got points. Yeah, very and, strong. And overall, he was a good. It was a good weekend. He had a good yeah. qualifying. Like it's it's a good couple of weekends for Aston Martin. Period. It's you know Vettel would have been there if there wasn't for the contact yeah. with uh, Mick. Um, but hey, I think the Aston Martin's on its way up to the, the middle of the pack again instead of being a back runner. Um, and it was a rough start for them. But it's good to see that Lance has uh, kind of looks like he's just kind of find his own in the car now, and he's starting to get a little bit more comfortable. And, uh, you know, when you do have uh, such a strong teammate, you know, it's going to help you a lot to to get on pace with everyone. But uh, I honestly think it was a great showing from him. 
can't take anything from him. He was consistent. He stayed out of trouble. He was in battles the entire time. It wasn't like he was in the middle of every like in the middle of two packs. Yeah, yeah, he was weird. literally in a battle the, the entire Aston time. The Aston Martin seems to always just yeah, be just in a, a four car <laughs> battle. Like like yeah. whenever because it, it, that happens in the broadcast. Like we were saying, you know, yeah. one step away from WWE, it's yeah. like you know who's winning, and there's always gaps there. But anywhere from like P8 to P14, there's always like. A two sets of yeah. four cars, and they're going. That's pretty yep. much how Mick and 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 uh, Seb ended up coming together, yeah. like fighting for points at the end of the race. You know what I mean? But yeah. Uh, yeah, overall, you know, I would have to say kudos to Lance Stroll, Aston Martin on a great weekend. I mean, uh, unfortunate what happened to yeah. Seb in the end, it you is, know. But is. he had a great outing, last outing as well in Imola. So uh, we look forward to see if and they he can... started from pit lane. Too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we look forward to see if they can kind of push up towards the the middle of the midfield, yeah. if not the top of the midfield, yeah. by the end of the season. It is time for overwhelmed, underwhelmed, and surprised. So underwhelmed, I gotta go with Leclerc. Um, I thought he would have had something for him, like for for Max. He he kind of got past and just sat within that two second range for a while and. Even when he was in the DRS, they didn't really have anything. I, I just thought he would perform a lot. You know, at least brought something for him. It just seems like uh, that strength that the Ferrari had at the first race and the second race, you know, is kind of starting to to kind of plateau where the Red Bull keeps getting stronger. And uh, yeah, I, I hope they can turn it around. Well, you know, it's interesting because outside of the two DNFs that the Rebels has. Max has won every race. Yeah. So who's to say that, you know, maybe not round one. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, I, I agree. I yeah. was, you know, because even, I mean, we talk about the car, the Red Bull is just fast and the straight. And even with the DRS, yeah. you know, the Ferrari, we just wasn't able to get there. He was never yeah. really, never really yeah. close enough during those final 10 laps uh, or the race for that matter. So you're going underwhelmed. All right. Who's yeah. overwhelming? Overwhelming? Well, I want to say Mick. Because I was so happy for him if we erased the last five laps. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I was just like... He was having a good weekend. He had he such was. a great weekend. He, he could have finished in the top eight. And that's huge points for him. He's one of the only guys that hasn't scored points yet. So I was so happy. And I was cheering for him. And I was just like, come on, come on. And then the contact happened, which... Which he says was his corner. Yeah, which... It wasn't quite there. It wasn't quite there. But you know, Vettel. I think Vettel could have left a little bit more room. Like he didn't have to go to straight to apex. But Mick really shouldn't have been there. Right. Um. So it was. It, yes, I will give a seventy-five twenty-five percent uh, fault fee to uh, <laughs> to Mick there. Yeah. Yeah. Hire this guy. Yeah. He'll <laughs> right. set you straight in the rooms. Uh, yeah. in, in the boardrooms there. Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, surprised I'm gonna go with Botas like that the Alfa Romero is 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 like honestly if he didn't make that mistake he had a top five yeah but like, I, but I think he was gonna get him yeah uh, you I never think, know I think because because Russell had to get by Lewis twice I think that would have gave that buffer to, to Botas okay fair enough okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah okay and I think that would have given like maybe he would have went sixth but I was literally just waiting to see yeah. him get got. And then yeah, kinda, but the whole race, Lewis was right off behind the corner. You know, that corner was tricky, man. I, I mean, a lot it's of coming at the up, end yeah. of the, the fastest straightaway. Yeah. There were, like, the reason Norris ended up getting mixed up is because I don't know what happened to Gasly. Yeah. Gasly was all the way yeah. off track there. Yeah. And yeah. It, like it almost looked like he didn't have no hydraulic no. for it's, the steering. It seemed the, like when he got hit there by, I think it was Meg? 
Might have you know, been. Yeah. It was May. It was, oh, it was one I of the hashes. Like, it, yeah. was, it was a weird kind and of... He got, it was he a got whole, hit in the rear. It was a whole mix-up for yeah. him. And it or just got that, from bad to worse to worse. And then Norris ended up this on... This is going to aggravate me. Who was the one that hit Gasly? Vettel. Maybe. I, it was yesterday. Bro, I'm not going to lie. I might have been taking a nap at that point. <laughs> <laughs> like, here we are. We're trying to prop up. Yeah. We're trying to prop it up. Yeah. You know, we love talking F1 stuff and we do the best what we're given, but let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. We're looking yeah. at two snooze fests in yeah. a row. Yeah, we got to get a good like, one coming up. Yeah, we, we have to get a good one. But yeah. uh, I agree. You know, it's not, a, it's not, I mean, surprise. Yes, you're surprised, but I'm not surprised because yeah. I knew Vontas wouldn't hold yeah. it. I just, I just but, knew. <laughs> you, know, you know, I just think Vontas being in the top five for the entire race up to the last. Yeah, Again, yeah, yeah. six, seven laps was surprising to me. No malice. I got, I got nothing but love for Bottas. I yeah, think he's sure a talented driver. I just, <laughs> I, I just don't put him in high pressure. Scenarios. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. I and agree. there are guys like that throughout the. Group. Oh yeah, for I mean, sure. we were just talking about album. You yeah. put him in a pressure cooker environment. Can't they perform. just can't perform. Yeah, but anyhow, that brings us to the end of another race weekend, Canada's <laughs> F1 podcast. Uh, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, share. All of that stuff on YouTube helps us out, and we appreciate it big time. And not to mention, if you want to take us on the go, we are available on the DSPs, digital streaming platforms. Wherever you get your podcast, just search Another Race Weekend. We'll pop up. Give us a like. Give us a comment over there as well. Help the algorithms out. We got Spain coming up in a couple weeks, which is probably a good thing because you're going to be a busy man this week. Yes, yes, yes. I'm... uh... The past couple weeks have been pretty busy, but this weekend's going to be very, very busy for us. We're looking forward to the first big regional race of the year. Um, we've been averaging 160 entries per race so far, so I think club we'll, level, club level, club stuff, level, club level. So I'm hoping, um, you know, this weekend we can uh, jump over 200, 200, maybe 250 if we could um, for the regional stuff, and uh, have a lot of uh, people come out and watch. Uh, spectators are welcome now. Finally, after the past two years and that's the beautiful thing yeah that is the beautiful thing like we were racing this weekend and how many entries did we have this week 175 175 for a club race and literally from you turn into the the the, the cart track yeah rose 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 like if you didn't get there the night before you have nowhere to yeah, park yeah you were parking in the back 40 yeah it's, but it's... you know what it is great to see because these are the grassroots these are these are the the building blocks of the sport the next formula one driver could be laughing at most sports so once again you enjoy the podcast, like, subscribe, share. If you're trying to get out on track, reach out to Daryl Timmers. Uh, we tag him in all the stuff that goes up. So social media is a great way. Or you can just go mosportcardingcenter.com. All the information is there. Or come to the track. Just come show on up. out to the just track. Show Check up. it out. See the cards. See a big races this weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday. So if you got nothing to do on Saturday and Sunday and you want to see some racing on an off F1 weekend. There you go. Come on down to Mosport Karting <laughs> Center and check out the new the MRFKC race. Appreciate it, DT. We'll be back after the Spanish Grand Prix. It is another race weekend.